money is always a mindset game. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. This is part four of this four-part series. Enjoy. The final thing that I'm going to say is money amplifies everything. It's just most people that are in the lower and lower middle class never realize this. But money is an amplification of everything that's going on for you right now, mentally and emotionally. So if you're insecure without money, you're more insecure with money. If you're stressed without money, you're more stressed with money. How do you think it is when I get bills that come in that are $20,000 bills or $30,000 bills and I have no money in my bank account? I'm like, shit, we got to go and get cash this month. If someone looks in their bank account and they freak the fuck out and they're losing sleep and shit when they can't even pay a phone bill, how do you think you're going to go when you need 40 or 60 or $80,000? Sometimes I work with clients and they'll ring me up and they're stressed out because they're like, shit, I need to come up with like $4 million this month in order to pay off this debt. And I'm like, shit, that's big. They're like, yeah, but that's the level that they play at. Why? Money amplifies everything. So if you can't be calm when you've got small amounts of money and you don't have any, then when you have a lot of stuff riding on everything that's going on in life and you don't have money, you're going to be stressed out. Now, a lot of people are stupid and they think like, because like I'll tell people, you know, my company generates well over seven figures. They go, oh, well, he's worth seven figures. But that's what the company does in a whole year. You got to remember, I got to pay tax, accounting, lawyers, there's marketing costs, there's all these other expenses, these admins. Now, yeah, we have a good profit margin, but I have to get paid and Jess has to get paid and all of that sort of shit. So there are times where some months, Let's say I have $500,000 of outgoing costs. This month, I might only generate $200,000, which means I have a $300,000 negative this month. How do you handle that? And then most people are like, yeah, but you make millions. So therefore, you must have millions in the bank. That's not how life works. If you make $80,000, then you should have $80,000 in the bank. Do you know how stupid that is? Most people are like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. So if you earn $80,000 and have $0 in the bank, what makes you think that someone who owns a million dollars has a million dollars in the bank. Like people go, Donald Trump's worth $3 billion. Therefore he has billions. He doesn't have billions. He has billions of dollars worth of assets. Those assets give him his net worth. That doesn't mean that he has billions in the bank. He might only have $2 in the bank this month, $2, right? Because by the time he pays all of his outgoings, he might only have $2 in his bank account. Therefore, when a bill comes in and the bill is $500,000, even though he's a billionaire, he's like, shit, I got to come up with $498,000 in order to pay for that this month. So my point is, if you can't handle low levels of stress around money and finances, when you don't have a lot, when you get to a higher level, it's exactly the same. It's the same game at every level. That's why people say to me, how do you work with billionaires? Because they have the same problems. They come to me and they're like, I'm so stressed out because this month I've got to pay $20 million in outgoing costs and I'm only making six. And I go, cool, that's exactly how I feel when I have, you know, $100,000 of outgoing costs, yet this month I've only made 10 grand. It's the same feeling. They feel exactly the same as how I feel. And so I work with them on their feelings and their mindset. And then they go, yeah, cool. All right, now I've figured it out. Now I need to put together the strategy to make it work. You do exactly the same at a $60,000 a year wage, at an $80,000, at $100,000, $150,000. It's always the same. It's just different levels. So remember, everything in life expands. Everything amplifies with money. So if you are stressed when you have no money, you're going to be more stressed when you have more money. 
If you are worried all the time about money, when you get more money, you're going to be more worried. No one sues a broke person. I have had a couple of people try and sue me before. They've never won. They've lost every case. They've always had to pay me money. But that's because this is what happens, right? When you start doing well in business, people come after you for the most stupidest shit. And it's so dumb. I had a person who owed me like $15,000 who never paid. And they went, oh, you're rich. So we took them to court. When we took them to court, they didn't rock up for court. I had to take time out of my day to go to court. All of that sort of shit. Then they lost the case, the first case. Then I had to go back to court again because they appealed the judgment. So I had to go back. Every time I missed time working. At the end of the case, it took like a year and a half. I ended up getting my 15 grand. It took about $100,000 worth of my time out of the business by worrying about this shit. So I learned valuable lessons there. Like don't play with stupid people, right? I've had people submit legal cases before where they've gone to lawyers and a lot of lawyers are scumbags. Not all of them, but there are a lot of them out there that are fucking scumbags. When you walk into a lawyer's office and you go, oh, this bad thing happened. Lawyers are like, they lick their lips. They're like, righto, I'm $500 an hour. And let's say this person comes along, they want to sue me for something stupid, right? You go to a lawyer, you walk into the lawyer's office, the lawyer gets paid no matter what. So they don't give a fuck if the case is stupid or not. It might be the most ridiculous case and it's going to get thrown out of court in two seconds. And the lawyer knows that. So then what happens is the lawyer spends an hour listening to you. They get 500 bucks. They write a letter, which is a template. They charge you 500 bucks for that, even though it took their admin one minute to do it. They charge you another 500 bucks. They just made $1,000 off of you. Then they get back on the phone. They talk to you. Then they send a nasty, threatening letter to someone like me. Then I look at the letter. I tell them to go fuck themselves because I don't care and I know that it's stupid. Then from there, the lawyer goes, right, he's essentially responded. In order for me to read the email and respond to that, it's going to cost you another 500 bucks. So the lawyer starts racking up legal fees. The lawyer's not going to tell you don't sue this person because it's fucking stupid. They're going to get paid. They're going to do whatever they need to do to get paid. They do not give a shit in most cases about you and your case. Very rarely do lawyers tell you that you're stupid. They will go, oh, I think we've got a case here. I reckon we can go after them. But what they don't tell you is that they get paid either way. If they lose, they get paid. And if they win, they get paid. So then what happens is after a while, they will keep pressing it. They might have jacked up five or $6,000 in legal fees by going back and forward with someone like me. And I just keep telling them to go fuck himself because I know I'm going to win the case. Then from there, they say, well, do you want to go to court or not go to court? Now, the person, because they're all emotional and a fucking idiot, they then come back and go, I reckon we should go to court. And the lawyer's like, okay, cool. So then they lodge all the court documents. There's another couple of thousand dollars. Then by the time it gets to court, you've got to take time out of your day. You go to the court case. As a business owner, I've got to put together all my case and everything like that. It takes hours out of my day and, or out of my week. And then so it wastes my time. It wastes your time. Then from there, you go to court. The judge kicks it out of court in like three minutes. The lawyers just made 10 grand out of this stupid case that got kicked out of court in three minutes, which really, if they walked in, if you walked in and they were a really dedicated, committed lawyer who wasn't full of shit, they would just say, look, I wouldn't even bother. It's not worth it. I'm going to charge you 10 grand to get this through. You're suing them for 15 grand. You're going to get five grand back. And people always say this. They go, yeah, but it's the principle because they're stupid, right? When you're dumb, it's always about the principle, right? But the thing is that it damages you more than it damages them. Back when I had to launch a couple of legal cases with people before, just because of amounts owing and stuff like that, when we did it, it consumed so much of my time, my thought processes. I would go to bed thinking about it. I would wake up thinking about it. And what I realized was it's just stupid. Most of the time these days, I just write it off. Like someone owes me five grand. I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Don't even worry about it. It's not even worth it. But I will just kick him out of the community. I tell them never to come back to my events. I make sure that anyone that I know, and I know a lot of fucking people, 
when someone asked me, hey, do you know this person? I'm like, yeah, I'd never do business with them. I had a couple of weeks ago where someone came to me and they said, hey, this person owns a marketing company. Do you know them? What do you think of them? And I said, look, what do you think of them? And they said, well, you know, what they said sounds right, but what's your experience? And I said, well, look, they signed up to come to my events. They never rocked up. When they were there, they were erratic. I told them that they needed to come because their mindset was all over the place. They were erratic. They're always out partying. And they said, oh, I sort of thought that because I looked at their social media and they were always out drinking and partying and playing golf and all of that stuff. And I said, yeah, well, you make your own decision. I'm not going to badmouth them. But at the same time, if you're already looking at that saying this guy, I'm not sure that I would do business with this guy, then don't do business with them. That's just how it is. Hi, Driven Mofos. You're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driven Mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. So you don't get this shit when you're at a low level. You get this shit when you're at a high level. The higher the level you go, the dumber the shit is that you get sued for. The more people come after you. I've had employees before, like I had an employee who I gave an opportunity to be a coach. They were working with me in sales and coaching. They'd never done it before. They came from supposedly an abusive marriage. But when I met the ex-husband, the ex-husband was like the nicest guy ever. But when I dealt with her, she was a fucking psycho. But I thought that she had changed because she was different when she was around me. But after a while, I started noticing all of these volatile emotional patterns. After a week of her working, trying to do sales, she would then break down in tears and I'd spend an hour on the phone with her. And I should have picked up on it, but I wasn't skilled enough to see it. And then so what happened was I kept putting up with it and tolerating it because I was a new business owner or fairly young. Eventually, I said, look, I need a hand because I had a big team. I had 16 staff at that stage. I said, I need a hand in management and leadership. And she told me she had a management background in her ex-husband's business. So I gave her the opportunity. In six months, our business went from doing about 150 to 200 sales a month on average, right, throughout the whole year. It dropped to almost zero overnight when I put her in a management role. And she kept saying, oh, I'm just working on building the team. And I said, well, that's okay. Like I can keep footing that cost if the team are being organized and trained. What I was expecting was after a couple of months, we would go to 400, $500,000 a month because the team are operating effectively and so on. What happened was over that six month period, it pretty much dropped to zero. And every week I was having to do sales and coaching and marketing and branding and run the team and all of that sort of shit. Cause I was ignorant. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know anything better. And so after six months, I said, look, I need to move you out of that management position. I'm going to hire somebody else. But what I'll do is I'll drop you back to the sales and coaching position. Cause you did well there. You're a great asset to the company. I like having you here. She essentially told me to go fuck myself. We busted her stealing all of my intellectual property out of my back end from my coaching courses and all that stuff that I'd created and spent years building. I used to teach coaches how to be coaches. I've just got a brand new coaching course that I have at the moment where I'm actually training coaches to build coaching businesses, but I do it privately. I do it in a small back end group. I haven't publicly put it out there. I guess this is the first time I've spoken about it, but I work with about 10 to 20 coaches who are coaches or consultants to build their online profile and their brand and to make money as coaches. So I used to train coaches how to coach right? All the skills and stuff like that. So she went out there, copied everything and then started running coaching courses and then telling everybody that I'd sent her threatening letters, that I was taking her to court and I was suing her, which I didn't know anything about, right? I knew that my team sent her a legal letter saying, do not use all the shit that you've stolen from me because we busted her two months after she left. We noticed that she was accessing all of our files because one of my team didn't switch off her account and she was back into my intellectual property in our business hub. 
She was in there where all my intellectual property and all my courses are that I create. And she was going through them on a daily basis, copying shit out of there. We could see it. She was accessing stuff that she shouldn't have been accessing. Now, when we sent her a legal letter and said, you are not to use any of the shit that you've stolen and you quit on this date and you're still accessing it. She went and told all of her clients that I just sent her a legal letter threatening her saying that she can't coach. She's not allowed to coach, which is false. She signed a document to say that she would not contact our clients within three months of leaving the company, which is standard, you know, contract. Now, the only reason I knew about that was because this big muscle-headed fucking jughead who was a meth addict came to one of my events years ago and they became good friends. And then all of a sudden, I was with one of my clients in a business here in Glenelg and he was buying cigars. And I was in there and I saw this guy and I was like, hey, buddy, how are you? Like, I hadn't seen him for ages. And I was like, oh, I was interesting. Like, how you doing? He looked at me in a death stare and I said, is everything okay? And he's like, fuck you. He literally said that. He said, you're a piece of shit. And he said it in a shop full of people. And I was like, what's going on? All I'd done was help this guy get off of drugs. And I helped this guy to build himself back up because his ex-partner left him. And so I helped rebuild his life and he's acting like that. And I'd never done anything wrong by this guy apart from help him. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You fucking tried to sue this person. You did this, you did that. And he's saying all of this shit in the middle of a shop. Now, this guy's like 6'6 six, six and built like a brick shit house, but has the brain cells of a fucking two-year-old. And so I told him that we'll go outside and we'll have a talk. At the time, I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I grew up doing boxing. So I was ready to take him to the ground and ground and pound this motherfucker. I was not putting up with that shit. So we went outside and we had a talk and he told me all this stuff. And I said, mate, that's not what happened. No, I explained the story. And then this piece of shit, this fucking loser, his eyes glaze over and he's like, oh, I guess there's two sides to every story. And I was like, well, you should have thought about that before you fucking went in there, starting to try and pick fights with me and shit in the middle of a shop. Now, after that, we both went our separate ways and I deleted him from all of our social media. I blocked him from everything. And I thought this guy is not welcome in any of my communities. But this is the sort of shit that happens when you build a business, right? And so you build a business, you're going to have staff that leave and talk shit behind your back. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with people on social media talking crap about you? These are all the things that happen when you create greater wealth. So if you think that making money isn't a mindset and it's just you're going to get out there and do that, just remember, more people are going to talk shit about you. When you build a business, you're going to have staff that leave and talk really badly about you and poorly about you. You're going to have your character defamed. I have people who make videos about me. One of the guys who did my courses years ago, he created a video online, which is Mojo Scam. And when you click on it, it's a video. He came to one of my events and he's like, is the Mojo human performance events a scam? Well, I went to this business and yada, yada, yada. He goes through it. And then from there, he flips around. He's like, you know, the event was great, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think it's a scam. But he created a whole headline about my events being a scam. And I had people like screenshotting it, sending it to me going, this guy's talking shit about you and telling everybody that your event's a scam. But what he did, he flipped it down and he created this thing about all these different books and shit like that. And he puts all these links in there. And so when you go through and you watch the video, he sells you products in there, which are links in his bio, right? So the dude's smart, right? He's making money. But the thing is that that's the sort of shit that happens. That's why if you think that making money isn't a mindset, you're probably going to lose all your money or you're going to be stressed out all the time because all this shit is coming for you. Right now, when people do that stuff, I hear it every day. Someone's like, oh, this person's talking shit about you. I'm like, I don't even know who that person is. Have they been to my events? No. Nah. Do they know anything about me? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Maybe they've seen your Facebook. Okay, cool. But they have an opinion about me. Right, I rock up to places and I got Mr. Mojo written on my number plate and they think that I own a sex shop or that I'm like, 
you know, a porn star or I do OnlyFans or something because they're like, they watch Austin Powers and so for them it means, mojo means sex, which it doesn't. The original African folklore of mojo is that a bag of mojo, which was crystals and herbs, wards off bad spirits and bad energy and brings in good energy. And that's how I got the name mojo because one of my old friends used to say to me, you're like the mojo dude because I had this good energy about me. The reason why I put Mr. Mojo number plates on my car is because it's provocative and people would remember it. But people still make an opinion about me based on that number plate alone. Okay, So you just got to remember that really money is a mindset. And if you believe otherwise, then you go out there and you try and create as much money as you want. And then after you try really, really hard for 10 years and you're still in the same financial position, you've just made shit tons of mistakes and you may have destroyed your life. You may have destroyed some of your relationships. You may have destroyed your mental health. After that, come back to me and we'll talk and then we'll get your mindset right. From someone who has worked in this industry for the last almost 20 years, and who has worked with tens of thousands of people, I can tell you right now, the greatest gift that you ever give yourself and the most valuable thing that you ever do is work on your own mindset and keep developing yourself personally. Should you do those two things, you'll always have a trail of greatness behind you. It just takes time. You invest in your mindset today, you don't make money straight away. I bought my first personal development program about 10 years before I created my first million dollars. But after that, I've never not made a million dollars in a 12-month period. So was it worth it? Yeah. Did I have to wait 10 years to get my return on investment? Yeah. Did I make a lot of money in the meantime? Yeah, because as a personal trainer, I was making $365,000 in my last year as a personal trainer. So I still made good money. Did the program pay itself back? Yeah, I paid $297, I think it was. And at the time I had $227 the program was and I had $230 in my bank account. I believe that was correct anyway, is around about that. Did it pay itself back? Fuck yeah, it was worth every cent. Now, I spent a million dollars on personal development and studying mindset and business and leadership and all that stuff, well over a million dollars. But at the same time, in that same period of time, I've probably generated maybe 15 to 20, maybe $25 million. So was it all worth it? Yeah, it just takes time. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know that it's a long one, but look, I appreciate each and every one of you. Keep kicking massive goals, and I look forward to joining me on the next episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm.